remembering that in our 10 years, we've had around 150 guest speakers, which is a huge deposit in our community and our life. And, and, I, and often, often when I, we're having guests, I'm, I'm checking out what, you know, which gifting are they? What's their fivefold? Are they a pastor, teacher, evangelist? Are they a, a prophet? Are they an apostle? And once in a while, uh, you, you often see multiple giftings on people. But um, our guest today, I feel like I see all five. And uh, the perfect, perfect demonstrator of that, obviously, was Jesus. He operated all five of those gifts perfectly. But that's, a, that's unusual when you see that. But I, I feel like our guest today has been divinely invited more than any of the 150 where I feel like the Lord said, invite him. So we're in a group. Uh, I'm in a, Lindy and I are honored to be in a group of 24 pastors that each year spends a few days with Bill Johnson. I would consider our guest a, a peer with Bill. And uh, when Bill speaks, obviously we're just scribbling notes, but there's one other person in the group that when they start speaking, we're, we're getting our notepad out. And that's our guest today. And the Lord, uh, Lord just put on my heart, I, I saw him make a deposit in a friend of ours, Yinka, in Reading, England, and they've been having an outpouring, and I thought, there must be a connection there. We need to get him here in Atlanta. And I began sharing with our team, I, I feel like this gentleman has something for our church. Could it be he also has something for you individually? I just sense there's something he carries that we need. Therefore, there's something he carries I need. And so I uh, just shared with the team and, uh, that we, I just felt like we should invite him. And then two weeks later, Liz Lockman was talking to Lindy and uh, share a little bit of that conversation. Yeah, so October of last year, um, I had a vision of Atlanta um, there was a huge bird. I knew it to be the phoenix bird, but I didn't know what it meant. Um, it was flying through the skyscrapers. Um, there was a waterfall falling off of a, one of the skyscrapers, which I knew immediately that's a move of God. Like, that's a new move of God that's coming to Atlanta. The firebird represents resurrection from ashes. Um, and God just, you know, rebirthing people, resurrecting people from, you know, hopeless situations. I felt like marriages and finances, callings, dreams, stuff like that. And um, I was, yeah, I was just like, that's amazing. You know, it just, it, it stirred up a lot of hope in me, like, for what's coming to Atlanta, but what's coming to Bethel Atlanta, what's coming to, you know, us personally. Um, so when I told the, the vision to Pastor Lindy, I found out that... Um, during the Civil War, Atlanta was actually burned to the ground and then rebirthed from ashes. And um, I was like, that, that is crazy. So what's happening, what's happened in the natural is going to happen in the supernatural for Atlanta. So, yeah, I guess we're really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then a couple days later, I had a dream that where Sean Bowles was um, explaining to me the vision. He's like, oh, that vision you had. It means that there will be a connection for revival between Phoenix, um, Arizona, and Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, oh, the Phoenix bird means resurrection already, but then there's this whole other meaning of Phoenix, Arizona. And as I woke up from the dream, I just literally heard, you know, Michael Maiden and Church Fall Nations. And I've heard of them like two times. And 
it was, it was, so I told them, I told Lindy and Steve, and they had already been thinking about inviting him. So, yeah. Thank you. And what a beautiful painting she painted here. Obviously, obviously, the, that is uh, beautiful, the phoenix rising in the city of Atlanta there in the waterfall. Uh, beautiful art. It's funny when art meets the prophetic. And so, obviously, we've been excited. The first service was amazing, and we'll, uh, we'll end the service with some prophetic words over the body. Would you guys give a warm Bethel Atlanta welcome to Dr. Michael Maiden? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Too much. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Please be seated. Thank you. It is my great honor to be with you. Thank you. Uh, for your warm welcome. I want to thank Pastor Steve and Ms. Lindy for their kindness. And uh, you have world-class leaders. And God has um, entrusted um, your, your life and your spiritual development to the care of wonderful people. So um, I don't think I've hardly ever met people with better hearts and that have a greater hunger for God and that love his church more than your pastors. Would you tell your pastors how much you love and appreciate them, Pastor Thieve and Lizzie? They're awesome. That's true. Awesome people. Thank you. And um, let's just take a moment. So uh, it's really easy to prophesy in this church. Because uh, if you can't prophesy after that worship service, <laughs> something wrong with you, especially if you're prophetic. So, um, so I just want to say some things. I heard the Lord say, I've chosen Atlanta as a fountainhead to water this nation. And the awakening that you feel as a people is the awakening of the spiritual destiny of this place and region. For I've seeded the clouds through the years, the Lord says, with many prophetic words. I saw 10,000 prophecies. And they created a dark cloud over this city, this region. But it wasn't a cloud of judgment. It was a cloud of prophetic rain. And so I call for the rain to fall on the city of Atlanta. And many times when I say that sentence, it rains while I'm speaking or the next day. But I loosen heaven's reign, the prophetic destiny of God to fall over this city. And God, I thank you that you're doing something that's going to awaken the heart of America through Atlanta. In the name of Jesus, I forbid any political acts of terrorism. I, for, I forbid anything to happen in the next 18 months. God, I thank you that the papers will tell, the news will forecast how something was stopped. And that will happen twice because you put your hands around this city. And you're safeguarding your people and you're raising up your purpose. And Lord, I thank you that the whole world will be impacted by the great thing you do from the fountainhead of Atlanta. The anointing of your kingdom, the apostolic work. The wineskin you're forming, the unity you're building, the bridges you're accomplishing, and all of that is converging, God, in this season. And you've raised up this lovely church, this beautiful apostolic work. 
I want to read this scripture over your pastors and over you as a church now, specifically for Bethel, Atlanta. It's from Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, Pastor Steve, that your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. So, God, I thank you that you're taking Bethel, Atlanta, into a season of supernatural acceleration. And so, God, I thank you that what would take five years in the next two and a half years will be done. You're compressing time. God, I loosen the awakening of a contractor's heart to help advance your purpose on that land. And that many other signs are going to happen that are going to accelerate your purpose. That, God, there is a, a sudden and a swift uh, uh, supernatural acceleration. And that means, God... Nothing can stop what you're going to do. And God, I thank you for the great hearts you've given these leaders. They are truly are a mother and father. And that there is a spirit, there is a spirit of maturity, but also a spirit of integrity and Christ-likeness in this work that is, that is a representation of the hearts of your leaders. So God, we thank you for giving this church such beautiful leaders. As Pastor Stephen, Lindsay, and I thank you, God, that in Jesus' name, God, their best season is being unlocked. And God, I thank you that they've made strategic plans concerning I saw retirement or, or things shifting in a certain day. Um, but I, I saw the Lord laughing because God's going to do things in this church that mess up your plans, Pastor Steve. And, and that you're not going to have to make a calculator because you have such a great mind and you calculate and you forecast and you plan and you prepare and you save and you... And, but God's messing up everything. He's pushing everything forward. So God, thank you for what you're doing. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God, thank you. Thank you, God, for so many miracles. So many miracles that are breaking loose in this season. Amen. Amen. So, uh, listen I have to I apologize for this, but I am the world's worst promoter. And I brought some books. That I, didn't even, I forgot to announce them for a service. This is the book. Buy it. Um, it's, it's about the seven mountains. Pastor Bill wrote it in an endorsement. Lance Wall now wrote the, the uh, foreword. And uh, so anyways, it's a book about, uh, you know, the seven mountain stuff. So um, you might like it. Also, my son-in-law is B.J. Putnam. He and my daughter are the worship leaders at our church. He released a single a week ago called Love Like Fire. You can see it on YouTube for free, the video, or you can download it on iTunes. I think you'll like it. It is uh, um, kind of um, represents kind of the, the DNA of our church. Uh, so God is good. Amen. Thank you guys for, uh, for all you're doing here. And thank you, God, for, for the way you're pursuing the Lord. I just want to say... Whenever you can pursue God like you do in a city that is known for its religious traditions, God's using Bethel to rip open the heavens over this region. And so part of, part of what we have to fight is the enemy. Part of what we fight is 
the restrictions of the church. And uh, God, God is using in a loving way, it's like, um, it's like you guys are carrying this massive baseball bat with a big smile on your face. <laughs> we love you while we're tearing down there strong, okay? And uh, so it's a perfect mix of things. Hey, uh, uh, for a few moments I'm going to share them. We're going to pray for some folks. My, my message is called Double, Double. Before I start, let me tell you a funny joke. A family had identical twin sons, and they were physically exact. You could hardly tell them apart, but their personalities were opposite. One was a doom and gloom pessimist. The other was an eternal optimist. Well, their father decided on their 10th birthday to try an experiment. So he went out and bought every imaginable toy a 10-year-old boy would want and put it into his 10-year-old pessimist son's room. And then he went out and got a truckload full of horse manure and put it into the optimist twin son's room. Later on that day as he's walking the hall, he heard someone bitterly crying. And he, he, he walked down the hall and turned into the pessimist son's room and found him sitting in the midst of that room, surrounded by toys, and just crying his heart out. And he said, son, what's the matter? And the boy said, daddy, all these toys will someday break. And they all need batteries. And all my friends will be so jealous of me now. And then he began to cry again, wailing about his sorrows. And then the father walked down the hall and came to the optimist son's room. And to his surprise, found him jumping up and down for joy in the middle of the horse manure. And the father said, son, why are you so happy? And the boy said, daddy, there's got to be a pony in here someplace. <laughs> so I just want to say to you, if you're in a horse manure season, there's got to be a pony in there someplace. Or as uh, the apostle, the Bible says a little different. It says all things work together for good, which is the equivalent of jumping up and down in horse manure. I'm going to be reading from the book of Job in the 42nd chapter. It's the last chapter of of the book of Job, we think that chronologically, as far as the writing of the Bible, that Job is the first book written, that there was no canon of Scripture, that Job was, uh, the time of Job goes way, way back. And so the, 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 the book of Job concludes in a good way. And I just want to tell you the best is yet to come for you. But Job 42, verse 10, gives us the story of the the exit of Job from a season of such disappointment and adversity into a season of supernatural recovery. And verse 10 says, And the Lord restore, restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Help me preach today. Just turn to someone and say double. Just tell them double. The King James Version says it like this. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. See, spiritual warfare isn't what's happening to you. It's what's happening in you. And I declare over someone today that you're coming out of captivity. Every kind of mental oppression is being broken off of you in Christ's name. But God turned the captivity. God restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. And in fact, the Bible goes on to declare kind of the specifics part of it. Verse 12, the Lord blessed the, the latter days of Job more than the beginning. 
Then it gives this numerical proof. He had 14,000 sheep. He lost 7,000. 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of his first daughter Jemima. The second was Kezia. And the third was Karen Hopak. In all the land there were found no women as beautiful as the women of Bethel, Atlanta. Excuse me, as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. So that was uncommon. In fact, that was unheard of. But one of the things that happens in the kingdom is God shows women who they are. And women are not second-class citizens in the kingdom of God. They're co-equal partners with men in the, the advancing of God's purpose. Lord, thank you for your word. We celebrate it. We receive your word. We drink in the life it brings us. Open the hearts. Open our understanding. Open our eyes to hear and see what you're saying to us today. Anoint your servant, your word, and your people. Holy Spirit, just come and manifest the kingdom of God in any way you want to, in every way you've determined to. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So I'm just going to say three Three little things out of that. The book of Job is really a, a massive uh, study about human behavior, especially human behavior during a time of affliction or difficulty. So when you read the book of Job, it begins by God and Satan have a conversation and Satan then unleashing a torrent of difficulty against Job. And then, and then Job, who was a one percenter, a very wealthy and influential and godly person, and then Job's peers, there's three adult peers and then a younger man. There's four, four voices talking to Job in the, in the book of Job. But, but the three older guys are so condemning and critical. And so they're just prying him. And, and they keep telling Job, Job, you must have done something to deserve this. Because look at, because they're using their own story. said, nothing bad's happening to us. You must have done something bad. And so that's, that's something you have to defeat to make sure you don't judge people that are going through hard times. Because bad things happen to good people because we live in a fallen world. But my first point is this, that you would understand just about life. Um, that, that if it ain't good, it ain't God. And the fingerprints of God are never on the evil things that happen in this world. And, and so Job had to come to an understanding. And so in the, in, in, in the last chapters of Job, God has a dialogue with Job and, ex, and, ex, and explains to him how his theology was imperfect. And, it, and, and God exposed his character, his nature, his creative design, so many beautiful things. But, but, but the importance of Bethel in this hour is so essential to the fabric of the kingdom of God's purpose because one of the things that, that God's used Pastor Bill Johnson and the worship from Bethel to do, Pastor Steve and uh, Miss Lydia, this whole church, is to restore the revelation of the goodness of God to a generation. But be, because you have to be so grounded in the goodness of God that when something bad happens, you don't blame God. Don't blame God. You can't be mad at the doctor and get better. Okay. We can't be suspicious about the nature. God doesn't pass out cancer like candy. God didn't kill your loved one because he was lonely for them in heaven. And so religion gives so many false conclusions that end up 
creating suspicions and even accusations against the nature and character of God. We have to be so embedded in the goodness of God that nothing can separate us from God's love. Amen. So bad things happen because we live in a fallen world. Because Satan is a real enemy. And because we are a fallible, broken people. So things happen. But, but God's not the author. The Bible says in James, don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no shadow or variation. There's not even a shadow of impure intention or character flow in God. He's pure goodness. Okay, he's pure love. God is love. Amen. That's the sentence in 1 John twice. God is love. Everything else that God is emanates from the essence of his person, which is love. And so I say it like this. If it ain't good, it ain't God. Okay. So, so we have to draw Jesus preached this simple sermon just about theology 101 in John 10.10. 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The inference is, Jesus said, I've come to give you back everything the thief takes from you. So this is your year to take back what the devil's stolen from you. This is your take back year, okay? But it begins by reestablishing that there's been any wrestling of trust, reestablishing your trust in God, that God's always good. His mercy is unfailing. And that whatever happens, we don't understand. The older I get, the, the, the more comfortable I am in telling people I don't know. Pastor, why did that happen? I don't know. If God doesn't tell me, I, 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 I refuse to stand up as a substitute teacher in the class if God's not going to say anything. I refuse to create a doctrine about my negative. The reason why God doesn't heal everybody, I don't know why, why everyone doesn't get healed. I'm certainly not going to blame God. I've got a, I have a, a sneaky suspicion that the problem is not on God's side. The time will come when every person that walks through the doors of Bethel Atlanta will be healed. They'll be healed before pastor stands up to preach. They'll be healed. Okay. So, so we can't blame God. So, so Job had to make peace in his heart with God. God said to him, hey, hey. Go, go sacrifice, go pray for, go have a church service with your friends. I like this. Our brother kind of alluded to it. The quicker we worship, the quicker our hearts heal. David had lost his son um, after just a week. And David begged God to let him live. But he was born in adultery and there was unhealth in the boy. And the boy passed away. And David was on the floor fasting, covered with sackcloth and ashes. Ashes on his body, sackcloth the clothing. And so they're whispering in the corner, and they're, and they're talking about the baby being dead. They're afraid to tell David because David's a fierce warrior. And, no, and who wants to bring the bad news to him, you know? So anyways, David said, is the boy dead? They said, yes. And the Bible says, David got up, washed off the ashes, took off the sackcloth, changed his clothes, and went to the house of God and worshiped. See, the quicker you worship, the quicker you heal. And so when the devil tries to steal your worship, he's trying to stop you from healing. There are people today in this church that are heroic because you're going through a titanic battle. 
And there's so many things happening, but you through tears or through brokenness or through just determination, worship God today. And your worship created a, a consequence. Worship changes the atmosphere. Worship changes the outcome. Worship takes you places you don't deserve to be. Worship gives you things you don't deserve to have. Worship does all of those things. And you change the atmosphere in your circumstance. And you also are brought into the realm of your own experience the healing God has for you. I'm very proud of the people. Some people today, worship was a sacrifice. But man, it created a, a brand new future for you. Anyways, so the second thing that Job, that Job what God said to Job, if you want to get better, you got to forgive those jokers. Your friends. And with friends like that, who needs enemies? Okay. So, so Job has to go to these guys and bless them and, and, and refriend them and love them as if they never hurt him. Okay. Now, this is really important. Here's, the, here's what Christ said. Jesus said, bless your enemies. Love people that hate you. Do good to people that do bad to you. So shall you be the sons of God. And then he said, and, and that's Matthew 5, then Matthew 6, he said, the Lord's Prayer, right afterward, he says, oh, by the way, forgive everybody or else none of that prayer counts. Forgive everybody all the time of everything. Peter was feeling good about himself and he said, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother? Seven times. And Jesus said, you're close. 70 times 7, and, 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 and actually they were talking about one day. If my brother offends me one day, l listen, if someone messes with you 490 times in one day, you're either married to him or gave birth to him, okay? So you, there's, there's something going on there. And, and so, in, in the New Testament, the main word for forgiveness is aphemi. Aphemi, A-P-H-E-M-I, means to let go. It's the, it's the picture of an archer shooting an arrow. So I have, um, I forgot to tell you about myself. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, next month, Mary and I will celebrate our 38th wedding anniversary. My wife's an angel, a wonderful person. And uh, she's interceding for me right now. And we have four kids, and they're adults, and five grandkids. I call my grandkids the Fab Five. And so they're 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And, then, and so they go to the same school. They come to our church. So I, I'm just really, so, so my favorite thing in life, Pastor, what do you do for your hobby? I do stuff with my grandkids. I took them bowling the other night. Just Poppy and five kids went bowling. We ate all kinds of bad food. I do everything I never let my kids do with them. It's just so, totally awesome. And uh, it's just the best thing ever. But so a couple years ago, the movie Frozen came out. So I, I know all the kids' movies because I've seen them like 100 times with my grandkids. So the, the movie Frozen came out, and the big song was Let It Go. So I'd heard that song so many times. Poppy, we're going to watch Frozen again. Oh, God. I can hardly wait. Lord, please take that song out of my head, please. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Oh, God, help me. And, and so God says to us, when you forgive, you let it go. So, so this is an important thing. So in, in, in the book of Genesis, there's a story of a guy named Joseph. And Joseph was God's champion to deliver a generation from famine. 
He was God's champion to protect the church, to multiply his family, to do so many things. But Joseph went through an unbelievably painful, hurtful betrayal from his own brothers betrayed him. They sold him as a slave for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites. They brought him to Egypt. He was bought by Potiphar, betrayed there, put in prison, innocent in prison. 13 years of pain. And suddenly one day, a palace guard stood at his door, handed him a change of clothing and a razor. And they said, shave off your prison beard and change out of your prison clothes. Listen, you can't look like your history when you go into your destiny. you got to shave it off. And when we forgive people, we shave off the pain that caused us. Joseph had a son named Manasseh. It means to forget. And here's what the Lord said to me, okay. So, 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 so here's my little Joseph story. So 22 years ago, I was building a 4,800-seat auditorium in Scottsdale, my boyhood town where I had pastored for 10 years. And at 27, started a church. At 36, we were building the biggest building in Arizona, the biggest church building. And um, it was halfway up, and our church treasurer embezzled $20 million from us. We had all of our funds at the church, as many of us individually had all of our money with him. And he was my best friend, one of my closest friends, the businessman, kind of the uh, volunteer church treasurer. He lived in a mansion, had a jet, and a, you know, all those things, but he was a dishonest person. So um, our church grew from 4,000 on Sundays to 100 people. We had 10, 10 front page stories, often with my picture there, always a the bad picture. It was Pastor Maiden. And um, death threats, um, everything imaginable. My, my 13-year-old boy was, was a great athlete. And he started doing drugs. He told me later he never played a sporting event, not being high. I wondered why he missed free throws. I finally know now. And uh, just calamity, I became chronically depressed, um, manically, for two and a half years. And uh, we were homeless. We lost our house. Um, we would have been on the streets. Friends took us in. So all those things really, really happened and much more. I don't want to just keep telling about all that stuff. So, so the Lord said to me a couple years into it, he said, son, would you like to be healed from all the hurt you have? I said, yes, Lord. Here's what he said to me. Then forgive everyone that's hurt you. And I'm like, what happened to like David's prayer where you open the earth, you swallow people alive? <laughs> what happened to those lightning bolts that just... What happened to that part of the Bible, God? I, I just, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just wondering, you know. And uh, so the Lord said to me, no, no. And so I said to him, because I practice honesty therapy, okay. So um, I started getting better. I remember the day when I came to my church and I said, I've been, I've been depressed for two and a half years. The moment I said it, I started getting better. Because if you reveal it, Jesus will heal it, okay. That's how it works. But, but anyways, so I said to God, God, I'll do it, but I won't mean it because my emotions won't be attached to that behavior. I'll say those things, but the Lord said, just obey me. And when I, when I, he said that, he gave me a vision of a train, just like when I was a little boy in Iowa, this massive, you know, mile-long train. And at the engine was written the word faith. And way down a mile after the engine was the caboose and it had the word feeling on it. And then I knew what God was telling me. When I set my faith in motion, my feelings will always follow my faith. Don't wait till you feel like forgiving people to forgive them. Forgive them and eventually you'll feel forgiveness toward them. 
And so I made a list. I was checking it twice. Everybody on it was naughty, not nice um, on, my, on my list. And uh, anyways, I started blessing people. And like 2,000 of our church members had gone two blocks over into another church. And so it just was just a tough season. So I'm praying for, every day for about six weeks. I'm practicing that every day, like four times a day. I'd pray that prayer over, the, over the, these people. And, you know, I'm obeying God. There's no emotional attachment to it. But after about six weeks, I'm praying that prayer in my car. And, uh, uh, geez, the, the Holy Spirit came into the car. I don't remember driving. I just I started weeping. I don't remember driving home. I just remember pulling into my driveway. And here's what happened. I felt love for the people that had broke my heart. And when I was searching and inventorying my emotions, there was no more pain there. And just like he promised, when we forgive the people that have hurt us, God makes us forget the pain they've caused us. That's your Manasseh. There's nobody here that Jesus Christ can't heal you. But before you get a double restoration, you have to forgive people. The devil will always try to trap you into a prolonged season of unfulfilled purpose by having you hold on to unforgiveness towards someone that's hurt you. But if you can forgive them, you escape the power of their influence over your life. Forgiveness, you cannot have love without forgiveness. Okay? So if we say we love people, we have to forgive them all the time. Uh, 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 um, during that season, I was called to testify at the, at the sentencing phase of, the, of the, the, the man who went to jail for stealing that money from us. And, uh, you know, I sat, sat there and said, Pastor, did that guy ruin your life? Yeah, he ruined my life. You know, it was, it was bad. So, but anyways, I'm in a holding room in the federal courthouse in Phoenix, um, ready to testify. I was, I was subpoenaed to. And um, I thought I would be alone. I come into the room, and the moment I walked in the room, a, a woman began to cry. So it was a long wooden table, just a beautiful, ornate room. And um, with her head down on the table, like that, she began to cry. And, and she began to cry like, like horrible, out loud, uncontrollable. And I, so I, I literally ran to her because I thought maybe she, I didn't know who she was. I thought she was having a medical emergency. And as I got close to her, I realized she was saying something, a mantra over and over again. And she was saying, Pastor, can you ever forgive me? Pastor, can you ever forgive me? And it was a woman that had said a lie about me. And the paper put it as the headline of the front page of the paper. And it was an exact opposite of the truth. And so here I am with a person that put me in the front. I don't know if you've been in the paper or in the news. It's not the funnest thing ever. You'll find in both those agencies that there's a lot of dishonesty and that's why we have to walk close to God and not believe the stuff the culture tells us about people. But here's what. I, I held that woman and I put her head against my chest. And I said, oh, please don't cry for me. I don't hurt anymore. I felt oceans of love for her. Because when you forgive people, God makes you forget what they've done to you. I tell my grandkids all the time, the Fab Five, I said, your poppy is going to get sweeter and sweeter. Sweeter and sweeter. The path of the just gets brighter and brighter. I'm not going to be a grumpy old man 
I'm not going to be bitter and angry. I've got lots of reasons. I, I'm not belittling anyone's experience here. But if Jesus Christ could heal Michael Maiden's heart, he could heal yours. If Jesus Christ could give me a comeback, my friend, he can give you a comeback. So, so uh, uh, um, Job had to pray for these, 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 these friends of his. And when he did, he escaped the prison of the sentence that they had put him into. Someone today, Holy Spirit, help someone break out of prison today into a season of unbelievable restoration. When God created the earth and God created the universe, he, because there wasn't anyone here yet to praise him, the Bible says he stood back from his creation and said, it's good. Now listen to me. It's not over till God says it's good. And, and, and that means he knows how to turn anything good. Give God the chance to write a good ending to your story. Don't give up before the fat angel sings. Okay. Forgiveness releases us from the prison cell of pain. The prison cell of pain is always unlocked by forgiveness. Oh, Jesus, thank you for helping us. That, that, we're, that, that forgiveness isn't just some arbitrary command from a, from, a, from, a, from a strict God. It is a loving healing process. For, forgiveness, see, forgiveness releases the, the person from prison. Then we find out we were the person. When my wife and I first started church, we, we were, had something go wrong and, 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 uh, and it's, you know, someone disappointed us. And uh, um, an employee, and, uh, and I was upset. My wife was hurt. And, and sometimes we can be offended because someone we love is hurt. And so um, after about a year, the Lord said to me, I want you to forgive this person. And I realized I was carrying offense. And I said, okay, Lord, I forgive him. And, and we had not contacted. They had, they had left him with no contact. And so I dropped to my knees. And I said, God, I forgive them. While I'm praying, the phone rang. It was them. It's amazing what God can do when the church walks in love and when the church forgives people. Amen. There's been all kinds of people that Jesus has allowed me to reenter their world People that had caused me a lot of pain. But when they, when they encounter me, it's as if it never happened because that's how I feel. I feel free. Yell with me. Uh, the, uh, so I'll, I'll say this little nugget. God, God turned our story around. 14 years ago, we started a church called Church for the Nations with no, 100 people, like 65 adults. And we went from Scottsdale to an urban part of Phoenix a high crime part of Phoenix, and, and uh, God gave me the name Church for the Nations and because I thought we would go to the nations. But this morning in our church services, over 150 nationalities will attend Church for the Nations. God has brought the nations to our church. And uh, God, eight years ago, God gave us a $30 million property for free. Pastor Steve and my favorite words is free. Okay. <laughs> For it, if, if you know, okay, so, so God gave us this, it's a 2,400 seat auditorium, 135,000 square foot of building, okay, all this on, a, on Central Avenue in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix. It's massive. So um, anyways, um, when I first started my church 32 years ago, the guy, 
that was the leading charismatic church. And that guy used to preach against me almost every week. I'd never met him. I was 20 miles away. And he would say, don't go to Eagle's Nest. Stay away from Michael Maiden. Every time he said that, 10 families would show up in my church the next week. And, I t and when I found out, I was heartbroken and devastated. And I said, please meet with me. He never met with me. To this day, I tried to even, lately, still, I've never met the guy. And he's been angry at me for 30 years. Now listen to me. God gave me his building. Now, all I'll say is this. When you forgive people, God will take you on a journey you won't believe. Okay? When you Really. Okay. Last point is don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. What's my last point? Thank you. I'm going to read, be reading from James, the fifth chapter, James chapter 5. And uh, talking about... Job, here's, here's kind of a New Testament reference in verse 10 of chapter 5. James, who was the Donald Trump of preachers in his t time, uh, just bluntly truthful, tweeting out this to us. Here's what he said. <laughs> verse 10, my brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Now, 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 please, endure doesn't mean just suffering. It means living past the suffering to the restoration. Okay? It means not quitting before God's done. Don't give up before God's done. So we count them blessed that endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So the entire trial of Job lasted about 18 months. I think he lived to be 140. So his trial was just one chapter. God will never allow one chapter of your story to control all the rest of the chapters of your story. Okay? And, and so Job, God, so, so, so what did Job do? He didn't quit. He didn't quit. See, there's a day circled in God's calendar when God's going to release a double restoration to you. And, and, and your job is to just get from here to there. Your job is to keep trusting God till you get there. Your job is to keep forgiving people till you get there. Your job is to not quit before God shows up and shows off and fulfills his promise to you. Okay? That's our job. And God, thank you that you're helping us. The temptation to quit will always be the greatest when the breakthrough God's promised us is the closest. So whenever there is an intensification of discouragement, it's always a prophetic sign that you're close to a breakthrough. Okay, you can, you can interpret it. You can read that. You can understand that. Okay. So, um, Lord, I pray for my friends today. And I, I pray that, that, that anybody, um, our brother said it beautifully during, during the communion. There's people who need to forgive Forgive them. Forgive them. Because God wants to move you on. God's ready for your restoration. So I declare over Bethel, Atlanta, double, that your numerical congregation will double in size. I prophesy your finances will double. I prophesy that the time to build your building will happen in a doubly short time, that God's cutting in half the normal 
prescribed duration of doing things in construction. I prophesied that the finances are going to come in supernaturally, doubly. That everything God needs, and I declare over this church that you're a double portion people. And that you're going to carry something so essential. And Job's three daughters, his, his first thing, first daughter was Jemima. It means beautiful day. I prophesy that this is your beautiful day. This is your breakthrough day. This is your restoration day. And Kezia means sweet fragrance, that you're going to smell like Jesus. The reason why I love worship, it always leaves me smelling like Jesus. Nobody smells like Jesus more than worshipers. Amen? I wish I had some cologne today called Jesus. I'd spray it on you. But I'd sell it. But, but, but worship colognes us, perfumes us with Jesus. Mary anointed Jesus' feet, wiped it with her hair. And that day, two people smelled the same, Jesus and Mary. The whole house was filled with the fragrance. We smell like the third daughter, Karen Huppock, means colorful vision. God's restoring your vision. It's time for your heart to dream again. You know your heart is healthy when it starts to dream again. You know your heart is healthy. See, I became depressed when I, start, when I stopped believing that my future would be better than my past. But Jesus set me free. He set me free, okay? Oh, he's done so many amazing things. So, Lord, I thank you. If you've been struggling with discouragement or even depression, I'm going to pray for you because Jesus has done such a miracle. My wife calls me Lazarus. And people come um, to our church. So our church is a phenomenal case study in um, about having a comeback because you're not supposed to be able to have a comeback like that in the same city where you've had a scandal. But Jesus did it, and she calls me Lazarus. And, uh, but, but, but Jesus is the reason. See, I woke up today on my knees in my hotel room saying, Lazarus, check it in. What do you want to do today, Jesus? Let's do some amazing stuff, whatever you want to do. And, and, and so Jesus could heal you. He can lift discouragement from your mind. He can turn your captivity. Someone here for four and a half years, you were, j just like one day, everything shifted and you started having high anxiety. And uh, I mean, kind of overwhelming, led to panic attacks and other kinds of episodic uh, traumas. And so um, Jesus healed me from all that stuff. And he's going to heal someone. It, uh, who is that? About four and a half years ago, there was an abrupt change. You having started having intense, okay. So I declare in Christ's name over my sister and my brother right there that Jesus Christ sets the captives free. And that that season of torturous panic, fear, and anxiety, stress leaves you in Jesus' name. Brother, um, look at me for a minute. So twice... Uh, Death came for you, but Jesus beat it back. So you're already a miracle man, okay? You're already a testimony of God's miracle grace. The God that kept you alive is going to make you fully alive. So you're in, you're like halfway, um, like Lazarus, when he came out of the tomb, Jesus said, loose him. So, so God's been unraveling you from, from the grave cloth. And so every now and then, it's, it's like a cloud that comes in, and it's a dark thing, and you start contemplating all that you've been through. 
And the devil starts condemning you and shaming you and, and taking away vision from you. But I, I, I declare that's never going to happen again. Father, in Jesus' name, no more clouds, no more lies, no more, no more will the past try to rise up and hurt you. In the name of Jesus, I, I declare a miracle in your blood, your body. And that by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. God, thank you for touching that man. Now, anyone here, you've been battling discouragement, depression. Would you just hold up your hand? You've been having intense discouragement. Just, just keep it raised. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. And uh, so I just want to pray for these beautiful people. If, if someone has their hand raised around you, if you're close, just touch them on the shoulder. Lord, we pray for our sisters and brothers now. And we declare that a new season, a new day, a beautiful day begins. God of all hope. Flood their souls with hope. Let the darkness of hopelessness be driven out by the glorious light of your love and the promise of your purpose for their lives, the future you have for them. God, we bind any lying voice from the devil, any assignment, any oppressive agent of hell. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. And we declare over them the best is yet to come. That unusual, joyful, undefeatable hope rises in them. Their hearts begin to dream again. And say, God, receive your grace today. That the best is yet to come. That you're not done. And you have awesome things in store for these beautiful sisters and brothers. I rebuke cancer and declare Bethel, Atlanta is a cancer-free zone. So who here has been diagnosed with cancer? And because uh, I want to pray for you. Oh, wave your hand at me so I can see you. So, so um, it, it, okay, so, so in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church, I command cancer to leave your body. And declare Psalm 91 with long life, God will satisfy you. I declare Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And you're going to see a beautiful granddaughter sing like an angel, rise up and, and receive honors. You're going to see some things. And so I'm looking at the future now. You have to live long to see the fulfillment of God's promise in your family. And something, so six years, six and a half years ago, there was a breach in your family and a brokenness in your heart, and then a trauma into your body. I command physical trauma, emotional trauma to leave your body. The day it came and everything it brought, I command it to leave your body. In the name of Jesus, God, let your spirit drive out everything that you didn't send. And I break. So the last thing I'll say is three um, members of your family in the previous generation died prematurely. I break the curse of premature death off of you and off of the ones after you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to, uh, going to, uh, I feel like God's healing someone of lupus. Just anyone here that needs healing, just, just right now, would you just receive it in Christ's name? We had communion. Man, his broken, his body was broken. Why? So by his stripes we could be healed. Just receive it. But I, I'm going to ask Pastor Steve and, uh, to come in um, if we have time to call out some people for prayer um, that we'll prophetically pray over. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven as he comes and let's just celebrate 
how kind and good and faithful, how mighty our God is. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, there's a, 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 a single woman here that had um, two years ago your house, uh, you owned property and you couldn't keep it. It was um, kind of a devastating season. So the, the, um, um, there was lost property. And uh, I just want to pray a redemptive, a restoration prayer over you. So, so who is that uh, a, a lady here? Wave your hand at me if you say, Pastor, I lost property. Um, um, anybody? So is it you, sis? Okay, well, well, that's, that's, let's get a lot of property back. What do you think? So, Lord, I declare for my sister the restoration of property. And there's nothing you can't do. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I loosen miracles to you in Christ's name. Um, sister, uh, worship sister. Yeah. Uh, would you stand up? Let me pray for you. I want to pray for the worship brother too, wherever he is at. Hey. Dion, are you here? Come on up uh, front, Dion. Um, can you come forward? Come uh, um, sister, sorry. Um, there's deliverance in your voice. And uh, the Lord's so proud of you um, for three things. That you overcame a season of, ex of exaggerated difficulty. So it lasted almost five years. You overcame a trap, a trick, a, a setup from the enemy. And the enemy was trying to steal your voice and your song. But when you sing, the freedom God's given you flows through the whole church. And it doesn't matter even the words you're singing. God's delivering people just like he delivered you. There's deliverance in your voice because there's deliverance in your heart. And the Lord's so proud of you. And the second thing is this. So you, your gift could have had these other options, but you've radically surrendered to Christ your gift. But I declare over you, your gift will be heard around the world. And at the next phase, so I prayed a prayer over a young man. He was sitting in the back row of this, my church, um, let me see, in 1990, um, I guess 27 years ago. His name was Israel Houghton. He was 19 years old. He was a heartbroken pastor's son. I called him out, prayed for him. He fell down. And I prophesied, you will sing songs, the whole world will sing, you will win Grammy Awards and be famous. And then I hired him. He didn't, and he was no good because he didn't know any songs. He's 19, but I saw who he'd be. I see who you're going to be. You're going to write songs, the whole world sings. And so that's your next thing. God, thank you. In Christ's name, it's your touching heart awakening her, you're releasing her, and uh, part, so this is a really cool thing, you have many acumens, you're, you're going to do something with children, and choose children music too, that's going to be very powerful, so there's lots of things kind of circulating in you, you also have a teaching gift, there's many things that, that make you who you are, and uh, God's very proud of you for being so open, so submitted, so accessible, and I, I, I promise you, you're in the right place doing the right thing, and your God's about to rock your world. So, God, thank you for what you're with it, um, sister. Thank you. Lord, thank you for our 
handsome, curly-haired friend. <laughs> Bless him in Jesus' name. Um, what, what, what's your name again? I'm Dion. Dion. Okay. So, Dion, you know, um, um, your life is like a beautiful jewel that Jesus wears on his, his favorite ring. Because, because of what you've been through. And the Lord has lifted from your heart trauma. And so I saw these episodes in your life, beginning kind of early. And you're God's miracle man. The enemy um, hit you early because he sensed destiny in you. And like Moses, tried to kill you. And so I declare over you that you're not just a survivor. You're God's champion, overcomer. And that God brought you out of things that were trying to make you into someone you were not called to be. And that God has liberated your heart from everything that happened. And as a father, I bless you like a son and declare you're awesome. That you're, that, that, that you're already doing great things, but you've only begun a season of awesomeness. You know, that you're in a great prophetic crucible that's, 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 that's shaping your life into everything you're called to be. And God's going to use you to help a disorientated, confused generation. And your freedom and your specific liberation from trauma and its control is going to be so important to unlocking a generation from the grip of fatherlessness, brokenness, of trauma, of early childhood pain. So even 11. So I keep seeing these dates. God, all of them, I think that you're, go that you're erasing everything that ever happened to this wonderful young man. And God, I thank you that he's going to change the world for Jesus. So make sure you have your passport because God's going to use you around the world. And, 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 and just, you know, you don't have to make that happen. It's just going to happen. God's going to direct it. But I, so I promise you, I know you're doing other things. But everything in this church is accelerating, including your destiny. So Lord, bless this awesome young man in Christ. Amen. <laughs> So, uh, sir, in the gray shirt, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, right in the middle there. Uh, yes, you. What's your name? Lee, would you stand, please? Hey, Lee, is that Mrs. Lee right there next? Just a friend? Okay. Lord, thank you for Lee. We bless him. Would you spread your love toward him? God, we just pray your blessings on Lee today. Thank you for your hand upon his life. Thank you for all. So this is a great word, Lee. Um, the, Lord, um, the Lord's really proud of you for the way that you've not let life make you bitter and not let, let life make you cynical. Um, but you, are, you have a great disposition in spite of some really harshness of seasons. But So here's the great word for you. You're in the beginning of the best season of your life. When God is, in Joel 2.25, 2, God says, I will restore the years to you. So I don't know how old you are because you can't tell with black people because black don't crack. You know, that's a, that's a, okay. Excuse me. But here's God's, your 40s, 50s, 60s are going to be better than any other part of your life. And God's retrieving everything he ever meant to give you. 
and you've overcome. So the temptation in other parts of your family was that either by self-medication through alcohol or drugs, but God's so proud of the way that you've pushed things away that would try to control you. And I promise you this, you're in the beginning of a season of double portion restoration and breakthrough. And so your heart is heavy about a certain family matter. And the Lord said to me, tell him I got it. God's got it. He's got it under control. You just keep going on with God because God's intervening on your behalf for them in a great way. Now, I, the, the promotion that was supposed to come to you but didn't, I loosened it to come this year. I declare in Christ's name, promotion sovereignly comes from God into the realms of your uh, vocation. So whatever was taken or stopped or forbid is going to be permitted and given this year in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, God. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we're going to keep prophesying for a while, so that's okay with you. And uh, But if you have a child in the nursery, it's a little after one. If you, They start to melt back there about <laughs> five minutes ago. So uh, if you just run back and get them and come back in, if you would. Uh, we'll, we'll go for a little bit longer. And, um, and thank you very much. And uh, us family that... Uh, Young man that has probably prophesied over more people in this church is Scott Thomas. So Scott Meredith, would you you get to receive uh, what you've poured out a thousand times? So Scott Meredith, if you'd stand. Amen. So that's good. I would. Uh, can you guys? Would you mind coming forward? I need glasses. I refuse to get them, so I just need you closer. Um, is it, I, um, I would have. I would have called them out. Um, if you hadn't, you know. So, Lord, thank you for this awesome couple. Thank you, God, for their hearts so after you. And thank you, God, you took what the enemy meant for evil, and you've made it so good. And, God, I thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, um, so I'll begin with you, sister. So, you know, the Lord, um, the Lord has broken captivity off of you and I declare over every person in your family that any mental illness or infirmity is broken off of them that your victories are pouring into their stories and that God's so proud of you because you became a warrior because you had to and you stood in faith and believed God so massively and you're on the verge of another great family miracle so God, thank you as they stand here on miracles happening somewhere out there for this precious family. As they've blessed your family, you're blessing them, theirs supernaturally. And, and brother, you know, um, you have the unusual gifts of being um, thoughtful, um, intellectual, uh, intelligent, but also prophetic, sensitive, and discerning. And they make you so valuable in the kingdom because you can, you can declare things, describe things, you can um, kind of inventory things in a really uh, beautiful way. And the awesome thing is this, that, that, that the enemy, so I, I saw something at 16, then at 21. So in your story, the enemy tried to cripple you through heartache because you were sensitive. And even though you were strong, even though you had achievements and, 
in whatever um, athletics or academics you would, but um, you felt things deeply, profoundly. But God was preparing you for this prophetic agency, a ministry of intercession, of prayer, of insight, of declarations. And so now you become uh, strong in your gift. You become whole in your emotions. You're a picture of where God wants to take prophetic people. So your health, your ministry, your life, because God has done a miracle in you. You're God's miracle man. So God, thank you for your grace upon this, your son. Thank you, God, for how far you brought them. And so I, I declare over you guys that um, in your family, the enemy has to let go of every person he's tried to illegally influence. I declare your children come back to you. So I see two miracles. I loosen a family recovery, breakthrough, restoration. And declare that your hearts will no longer feel the, the, the crippling blow of, what, of, of someone who's on the run from God. But God is arresting that life for destiny by love and for purpose to fulfill his plan. And God's going to honor your prayers. And just watch what God does. My son was on drugs for seven years. And one night, God set him free from seven years of cocaine addiction, brought him home. He became our youth pastor. He's married now, has three kids. And God's going to do miracles in your story over and over and over again. And God, I thank you. Up, um, so wherever we are, in a northern place where family is, there's other family members. I, I send your healing word. We declare healing and liberty and freedom to every part of this precious family's life. And God, I thank you also. This is the year you do a miracle with, with housing for them. It's some kind of uh, housing or property miracle. Bless them in every way in Christ's name. Amen. Apologize. Sometimes there's something when I stand up here, name recollection starts to drop. So uh, just please forgive me. But but behind Mary and Ken, young lady, would you stand? Yes, sure. Come. Yes. Tell me your name again. Grace, of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. How do you forget the name Grace? Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for Grace, there she is. Yeah. yeah. Lord, thank you for Miss Grace. We pray for her today. We thank you for your love for her. Thank you, God, for her radical devotion to you. And God, thank you. Um, um, you, know, you know, there was a woman in the Bible who worshipped Jesus with such extravagance. She, she offended everyone else. You have an extravagant love for Jesus. And there's nothing you wouldn't do for him. In fact, you changed your life. You changed it geographically. You changed it just because you're doing things for Jesus. And the Lord's just very, very happy about you. He's very excited about you. And the Lord is breaking off of you three judgments. Number one, the judgments of an angry man. I rebuke in Christ's name every angry word spoken against you improperly by any authority, a father or father figures, um, one in the family, one in the church. I rebuke those words off of you and declare that God is nothing but affection, love, and, and celebration for you, Miss Grace. You're awesome. Number two, the enemy... Um, 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 so four, year, four and a half years ago, the enemy tried to cripple you with, an, with a relational devastation. And uh, so you come, you come so far, you're doing so good. But it's like you've been at a stoplight that won't turn green. I declare the season of delayed advanced purpose is over. God's turning the light green. This is your year to go forward with life, okay? 
the dream again, the love again, all kinds of wonderful things are going to happen. There's, you have an aptitude for vocational success, uh, a entrepreneurial secrets in you. So I declare in Christ's name, I, I, I loosen the treasure that's in you to come up. And that God will, this is interesting, you're going to be able to do anything you want for Jesus by the miracle God's going to give you in an entrepreneurial way. So I loosen in Christ's name the gift, the, the, the grace of wealth was in your family is trying to come to you. You are the inheritor. You are the princess. You're going to reclaim what the devil took from you, your family. And there was a devastating, so we're going back, uh, I can't tell, 65 years. There was a devastating betrayal, property loss, a business stolen. I command the devil to pay you back for everything he stole from your family in Christ's name. Amen. I'll pray for Justin real quick and Mrs. Justin. And uh, are those all your kids there? Yeah. What? Hi, girls. You're gorgeous. It's the Fab Four. Yeah. Lord, thank you for this awesome family. And, uh, you, you know, uh, Justin, God's made you like a lion. And uh, the really cool thing is you've always had a fight in you. And God didn't take the fight out of you. He just showed you the fight you're called to win for Jesus. And it's amazing to me that Justin the fighter has few, four beautiful prophetess daughters. It's amazing. And, but the Lord's very proud of you, young man. And um, your season of roaring is increasing, increasing, increasing. And you just keep letting the flame of passion in you about Jesus because I heard the Lord say, I'm going to deliver the bound through Justin. I'm going to set the captive free through Justin. I've anointed him to open the door to a generation that has been imprisoned by self-doubt and, and compulsive behaviors, addictive behaviors. The, the, the power of addiction controlled people in your family, but you broke off it. And so you have an anointing to break people free from addictive and compulsive behaviors. And man, they're going to get so set free that all kinds of great things are going to happen. And the Lord's, the Lord's visiting you in uh, the middle of the night. So I see a series of nights when God wakes you up to talk to you. He's going to talk to you about your future. Now you're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. And everything is going to accelerate in your story. Sister, you have such a loving heart. You're such a kind woman, and you're the picture of a virtuous woman. And part of the reason God brought you in the Justin's world is that you're so opposite from him. And uh, he's the lion, but you're the lion tamer, okay? And God's, God's really proud of the way you function like a family. Your ministry will always be your family. Your family will always be ministry. And so you'll always will be a team, and the girls will always be a part of it. There's just wonderful things ahead. 
And the Lord's really proud of you, sister, because you've you hungered for a godly marriage and a godly home. And God's given you, you've seen a miracle happen in your husband. You've seen miracles happen in you. But like at 13 and 14, when something really hurtful was happening in your own home, God started to promise you, God put inside of you what your life would be. You have a different life than others. You have a better, peaceful, gracious, loving life. And God's proud of you. So, Lord, thank you. And I declare over your, looks like a sister and another woman, I declare that any mental infirmity is broken and that all, all not just depression, but all ex- advanced interference and peaceful and cognitive thinking is broken off of your family and they come into rest in Christ's name. Amen. Yeah. Amazing. Martha, would you come down? Is Joseph here? I don't know if he is. Would you come, please, quickly? If anyone needs to leave, we're kind of in open, open service, so if you've got a lunch appointment, you don't worry. All the guys in the suits, would you just stand up right there, yeah, the that's handsome row? Great, great, great. Because, uh, listen. Yes, this is a better way ministry for those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, great young on, man. Martha. Yeah. Listen, Pastor. Anybody that outdresses the preacher got to pray for. Yes, indeed. So, Lord, thank you for these um, awesome young men. And, God, I thank you that you are so proud of their lives and their story. And you're flooding their souls with dreams and hope and vision. And I pray for everyone in that room for a season of supernatural, hopeful, prophetic encounters to begin. Just start talking to them about the future you have for them. Yeah. One of them, which one of you is your, your father's a pastor, your father's in the ministry, or it could have been a grandfather, but I think it's a father. Wave your hand if that's one of you. Okay, so I declare in Jesus, I am a mantle comes upon you, young man. And you're going to shock the world because there's something in you that's just starting to awaken. God's not changed his mind about who you are and what he's called you to be. And you're going to be a deliverer and God's going to use you for great. So I saw an ambulance come. I saw death come for you. And it was that day that Jesus made your heart beat and stopped death. You're a miracle man. And you're going to carry and anoint to this generation to set them free. Lord, bless all of these men. Is that the director at the far right there? Yes. Yeah. So bless this awesome leader, God. Thank you for his heart of gold. Thank you, God, for everything he's doing. So I saw, it was almost like a stadium or something. So I saw a huge contract come to you, sir. So God's going to, it's amazing. You're in the ministry, but God's going to keep giving you business. I loosen the greatest infusion of resource you've ever seen to begin in the name of Jesus over your ministry. And God's going to, then I saw you on TV. So God's going to use, God's going to take public more and more what you're doing because he's so proud of you. You're doing such a great job. Bless these men, God, in Christ's name. Amen. There's Martha and Joseph, your husband.
Okay, those are such biblical names. Martha, Lord, thank you for Miss Martha. Thank you for her heart, her spirit, her grace, her hunger. And, uh, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, uh, uh, Sister Martha. I, I saw, like, this huge banquet table, and it had, and, and it was just huge. I, I mean, it went on and on and on. And there's just you and your husband sitting there. God's prepared such a feast for you because you're so hungry. And, and you've surpassed other people's levels, not because you're better or smarter. It's just you're more hungry. Your hunger has taken you places your gifts could not. And you're in such a great season because God's igniting something. And here's God's promise to you. Have passports. God's going to birth inside of you and your husband a ministry to the nations. Now, I don't want to advance things too far. I'm just going to say this over you. God's messing with you guys because you're messable, because your hearts are so open. And he's, he's reconstructing identity and value. And I break off of you and him. So um, um, all the way from there was almost like a fist fight at your wedding, all the way to the disappointment that others said over your wedding, to the disappointment of preachers over your activities, I break off of you the spirit of rejection and declare that you're, that you're accepted in the beloved arms of Jesus. That you're right smack dab in the center like a bullseye of God's will for your life. And that God's so proud of you and going to use you for signs and wonders. In fact, God, money is going to come from a different state to bless them. That you're going to, there, there are tokens of confirmation coming this year just to show um, your excitement over this family. Bless Joseph, God also, in every way. Thank you for the awesome things they're going to do. They're going to build things in the earth for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, awesome. Wow. Hey, John Ellie. Hey, John. You run down here quick, quickly, please. Hey, John. We gotta pray for anybody that wears those shoes to church. It's just a, a thank you, God, for our brother. He's awesome. Thank you for his spirit, his life, his heart. Um, thank you for his journey and your love for him, God, um, which is so extravagant and so uh, great. So, um, uh, what, what was his name again? What's your name again? John. So, uh, you, you know, were you the guy talking up earlier? No, I didn't talk to you earlier. Okay, so John. Um, I saw like a, um, like a huge wider uh, uh, spider web, and then I saw the Lord cut like things off of you. So you've been in this great season of just getting freer and freer and freer, and you're just now kind of realizing, man, I, I had a lot of stuff a hold of me. And your, your freedom is the key that's unlocking your family. And um, so um, this is a great word. Um, someone in your family, so, so I see a circle of people. I, see, I saw some things that were in, improper, even illegal. I saw some things going on with drugs, other things. You're going to be God's drug dealer. And you're going to expose your family in this generation to the intoxicating presence of Jesus. And um, I promise you this, you're going to have such ecstatic moments in God's presence. You're going to say, man, this is better than anything I ever did. 
This is incredible. You're just in the beginning of, an excel, of, a, of a season of extension. And it's just going to get better and better and better for you. So the things, so, um, so three years ago, three and a half years ago, the things that happened, there was a detour. Your detour is over, but here's what God's going to do. Um, I see four people in a house. I declare over that house that Christ visits them. And that the, so communication has been cut off. Whatever's happened, God's going to restore hearts, restore love, restore uh, communication. And God's going to do some amazing things for you. And um, um, over you financially, God, thank you that, that John's going to be a miracle man this next season. So you have a really sharp mind. And you have, you think in a creative way entrepreneurial way. So God, thank you that you're going to bless those things in him, and he's going to have extravagant breakthroughs, and he'll be paid accordingly. And so bless his business, bless the things he does, God. Put your hand upon them and show off for John, your precious son. And God, I declare, so it was either, um, um, so it was either a brother or a guy who felt like a brother to you. And um, so you've gone with God, and, and he's not yet. So I declare that your brother is coming back to you. And um, um, it's going to be such a miracle restoration of his faith and freedom in his life. So God, do miracles for John. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll just do a few more um David and Cherry, that, that actually your row, all four of you right there. So come down. You guys all family? No. No, just sitting sitting together. Okay. Yeah, they, they, I think they're... Awesome, too. Lord, thank you for this uh, wonderful um, husband and wife. Thank you for your love for them and your hand upon them. And um, thank you for everything you're doing. I saw this beautiful thing. I saw Jesus. He put his hand, finger on you and went all the way through your skin into your chest. So I, so I thank you for your heart being totally healthy, that you're a miracle man um, health-wise, and that God's got amazing things for you to see, to do, to be, to, to, to happen. And God, I thank you that... Um, Concerning an investment and uh, some other things. God's redeeming, recovering, restoring some things that, sh that, that you did out of a good and honest heart that were maybe dishonest on the other part. So I command financial restoration to come to you in the name of Jesus because God's not done using you as a steward in the financial realm in that whole business. So God's given you a great business mind. You have great business success. But God's going to use you to mentor, to counsel, to help raise up kingdom entrepreneurs in this season, uh, one after another, okay? So that's, that's a real grace on you. It's really in you. And so I thank you, God. So I see um, a property it's, uh, near, near a golf course. I see some other stuff happening. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that, that the angels of God are over your house and that God's visiting your home. And God's going to make your home a beacon of hope and kingdom to a whole territory of people. And, you know, the Lord's uh, very proud of you. Um, sir, because you've been uh, uh, generous and forgiving. But, but, here, but here's God's word to you. Your family is coming back to you. And people that had disconnected to you. So um, Isaiah 60 says, lift up your eyes and see your sons and daughters coming from afar. I, I loosen family reunion to you in the name of Jesus Christ. They come back 
because you're a good man. And God's done a great thing in you. And God's taking poison out of them. And God's um, realigning their faith um, to what he has for you. God, thank you for my sister. Thank you for her prophetic insight. Thank you, God, for her prayers. And thank you, God, that you answer the prayers. This is a cool thing. Some people pray loud. And I just saw you praying quietly. But the, the Lord said, tell her the things she whispers on earth are heard like shouts in heaven. There's authority when you pray. There's jurisdictional authority. You keep praying. And God is, get, um, these years, God's going to make you very happy. Okay. And so, so kind of an intense season of not just accusation, but difficulty and um, strange things. That season's over. I command a storm against your family to stop. And I loosen the peace of God over you in every way, in Christ's mighty name. Amen. And, and may God heal your body too. I pray for this awesome young man that they're claiming as a son. Uh, thank you, God. Wait, can you come forward, young man? What's your name? Sergey. Sergey. So, um, so the moment I touch you, um, God's mantling you. So, so here's your mantle. He's mantling you for the nations. And your, so your testimony, your story is phenomenal. How God got you here is a miracle. And God, but God, though, he brought you from the nations, but he's put the nations inside of you. He's awakening your heart. And I declare that you will be a prophetic voice in the nations that will awaken the people of God and bring justice and freedom. God, thank you for your hand upon this history maker in Christ's name. And um, so since you, since like 17, uh, like 16 and a half, you were basically on your own. You, you, you in life have had to be an adult way before the normal time. But God's very proud of you. And he's helping you. He's favoring you. And don't worry about this stuff. So I loosen um, any government or legal problems. I loosen that settlement to happen. And declare, God, your kingdom. The moment I touch you, sir, God anoints you for the nations. In the name of Jesus Christ, I loosen the calling of God upon your life. Which is awesome. And so you're supposed to speak a bunch of languages. You're supposed to do some other things. Now God's going to keep growing you in what he has for you. So God, thank you. Sister, would you come forward and me pray for you? God, thank you for Miss um, Amy, her awesome heart. Thank you, Jesus. So, so I, this is a great word, Amy. Um, I saw um, there's in, 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 in Japan they have this um, amazing thing what they do with broken pottery. Um, I think it's Tufugi or something. They take broken pro uh, pottery and they put gold and they put it back together. And I heard the Lord say, tell her that her life is more valuable, more precious, more beautiful now than before she was broken. But God's made you. He's put you back together. And there is measurable, um, definable um, value and grace upon you after what you've been through. And you just need to know that that, 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 that you mean something to God and you mean something to people. And people, you carry with you kind of this fragrance of brokenness. Every place you go, um, hearts kind of melt. They kind of open up. So, Lord, I thank you for Amy's heart, her life, her story. 
Thank you, God. You're on her side. So, uh, so look at me, last thing. So like, like a four-year um, legal battle wore you down and uh, there was consequence or, or it was an emotional battle. Um, so God's replenishing you from everything a, a, a tough season took out of you. God's restoring your strength, restoring your emotions, and restoring your joy. And so this is your great word. So, so I actually have a doctor. So, so here's Dr. Michael writing your prescription. I give you permission to laugh. God's going to fill your life with supernatural joy and laughter. Just like before some of this disappointment happened. Because you're going to laugh because God's healed you. But you're also going to laugh because God's promising you a better life. A better life than was taken from you. So I loosen restoration to flood into your life. I loosen the season of laughter and joy. And God, she's such a testimony of your grace. And you're just beginning to do some amazing things. All the way back to a, a, a godly woman, a, a godly, looks like a grandmother. God, you're, you're fulfilling prayers that those that have passed on prayed. They'll do miracles. Fulfill your promise to this family through Amy in Christ's name. Amen. So we'll, we'll do two, three, four, three or more, and two, three more, and stop, and so everybody can go to line. Uh, Dara, why don't you come down, and uh, in the back in the green shirt, Roger's dad, if you'd come, and uh, Joseph Parkman. It's Courtney, she's here, Joseph and Courtney. Last um, uh, sport, why don't you come? Sport. We'll uh, end here. Thank you, Jesus. What, what's your name? Sarah? Dara. Dara. Well, thank you for Miss Dara. Thank you for your love for her. Thank you for uh, your faithfulness and her story, her journey in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, um, for, for everything you've done. Well, thank you, Jesus. So this is a funny thing. So I saw you with like an exaggerated baseball bat. It was like a huge club. And um, the devil has learned not to mess with you because you just clubbed the hell out of him, okay? You just, uh, it's, um, you've, you're, you're God's warrior princess, okay? And the Lord's proud of you. Listen, when other people stopped fighting, you fought for them. And there are people in your world, in your family, in your environment that are alive because of you. That aren't in horrible places because of you. And so your stand, your faith, your determination, your fighting spirit has had a far-reaching impact. And so I, I feel like this is almost like a medal ceremony where the Lord's meddling you for um, heroism in battle. And he's so thankful. So here's what I pray for you. So going back like three years, um, I command the reversal of disease in your body. So what began three years ago, and then there was a back injury, some other stuff. So it was a, there's a combination of stuff. God, I thank you in Christ's name. You renew this, this eagle's strength, that she will walk and not go weary, run and not faint. 
that her blood is strengthened, that her pancreas works, that every part of her body is healed and strong. And God, I thank you. So you just keep prophesying, sister. If you keep saying it, God will keep doing it. And God's doing some amazing things, especially in three men's life and men in your world. He's doing amazing things. And uh, the, the, even the situation, the, the, the one who's acting out is just about to see him a turnaround. So God, thank you for everything you're doing in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone owes you money, but here's what I pray. Devil, pay this woman back in the name of Jesus. Seven times. Proverbs 6 says, if a thief be found, he must restore seven times. Seven times. Do miracles for her in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Hey, what's your name? John. Lord, bless John. Thank you for his life, his story, his heart. Thank you for everything you've done, everything you're doing, God. Thank you, God, for your extravagant care um, in, in his story. Thank you, God, for the redemptive season he's in, such a great season. Um, so you, um, um, it's amazing the gift God's given you that, um, when, that you can start things, you can build things, you can um, either vocationally or spiritually. So you're a builder, you're accomplished, you, you make things happen. And God's redeeming that gift in a dynamic way in his kingdom. And so you're still going to, you still have that, but it's like it's saturated now with a wisdom from God. So here's an un unusual thing. I saw like a third will. So I, I declare that you're in a season of a remarkable breakthrough that's going to be almost all God. But God's going to use, you have the great a wise acumen in a leadership way. But God's going to use all that. But God's re uh, commanding a well to um, uh, resurface, to, to fulfill its purpose. And this well's not going to stop. Um, twice businesses were taken from you. No one can take this one. God, thank you for what you're doing for it in Jesus' name. It's a miracle. And God, I declare over him. So, the, um, so you've handled, it, 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 it's amazing. So I've, I've been through storms. And people, people make all kinds of judgments. So people have made false judgments about you. So I declare over your family the grace of Christ that heals, that mends hearts, that repairs injury, that restores relationships. And God, I thank you that John's, he's such a testimony of your grace and goodness that that, that testimony is beginning to flood into a whole world like a field where the water's going further and further, that so many lives are being touched by it in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray for the one who's acting in a self-destructive way that you, that you bring a stop to that, a healing to it in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for everything you're doing. So good news is coming in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for blessing John. Amen. Okay. Hey. Hey, Hi. Hi, Larry. Lord, thank you for laughing, Larry. What a, what a kind man he is. We just bless him in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness and your kindness to him. And... Uh, Thinking. So, so this is a cool thing. Um, this is a really obscure kind of mental uh, picture I get. So I saw you with a surfboard, and you're out on the waves, and uh, lots of young guys there, and they're, and they're saying to you, why are you out here? And you said, I've been waiting for this wave my whole life. 
things God spoke to you over 30 years ago are going to happen in these next three years. God's visiting this region. He's visiting your family. He's visiting America. He's visiting his church. And you're going to catch the big one. So the Lord's very proud of your endurance to keep walking with him and to, and to create a godly legacy. And especially relates to, so this is a great thing. I just, I, I, I take off of your heart any uh, judgments ever spoken against you in the church, not this church, but other church realms, and declare that you are totally free from inappropriate uh, things that were said. Because all you are is like David, a man after God's heart. And um, it's a tough thing when you're in an environment where the people are more hungry for God than the preachers. But you're not in that environment anymore, okay? You're in a place where the pastors love God as much as anybody. So it's a great thing. You're in a beautiful place. So, Lord, thank you for this uh, great. So um, there is there is a um, prophet, so a, a grandchild. God, I thank you that there is going to be a massive anointing a legacy anointing in this family, and that a great prophet is going to rise up um, in the earth. So, God, thank you for blessing my dear friend. What a great heart he has. Thank you for blessing him in Christ's name, Lord. And I pray um, um, for um, like two and a half years, I pray for your physical strength to be renewed. Do you feel, you feel like you used to feel? I've, I pray for any pain to go and for health just to flood into your body. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you. Bless you. Okay. Amen. I, Joseph. And it's Courtney. Hi, Dave. Hi, Princess. Oh, thank you. I'll spend my whole day right there. Lord, thank you for this beautiful family. Bless them. And Are you guys together? Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, don't want to put anybody together that's not together. Lord, thank you for blessing. You want to come home with me? The Fab Six. I'll take you. Thank you, God, for your hand upon um, them in Christ's name for everything you've done. Oh, um, so many wonderful things. Thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, brother, the Lord has a special care for you. Because... Um, um, it was like you were down and out. And life, people were walking past you and said, there's no hope for him. And, and so many people gave up on you, but Jesus never did. And now look what God's done with you. Look what he, he, he's given you a life you didn't think you could have. And it's amazing, like at, like at 13 and then and 15 to 16, um, so much darkness and so much heartache. And it's a horrible thing when children aren't allowed to dream because of things being so sad and oppressive. But God's awakened your heart. You're God's miracle guy. And he's very proud of you. And uh, he just wants you to know he's going to do awesome things in your life. And uh, you just keep going on with God. And the, the cool thing is this. God's, God's, giving, God's building your faith for people that no one has faith for. 
So you're going to be the guy that says, that person that no one thinks can be saved can be saved. That person that no one thinks can ever be free from addiction can. You're going to be that person with unbelievable hope. And you're going to go into their lives and just tell them, you can, you can do this. So I saw like 17, and I think it's, you know, either 17 years or 17 times of re rehab, whatever it is. You're, you're going to help people um, because of your story so rich of God's faithfulness. And I declare over you um, that the, um, there is a specific uh, vocational ability you have to work with your hands to do stuff. So I just declare over you, God's going to bless you. And he'll bless everything your hands touch in the name of Jesus. You're going to repair stuff, whatever it is. You're going to make it old. So, Lord, thank you for our sister and her beautiful child. Thank you, God, for her heart, her faith, her life. Thank you, God, for her spiritual insight. Thank you, God, for her, her passion for you. And thank you, God, that you've, um, that both of this couple is such a testimony of your faithfulness. And God, you're so, um, you're so pleased with them and so happy for them. And God, thank you. You know, um, so I, I saw, you know, a couple of timelines. I saw like at 13, you know, uh, Jesus has set you free from the pain you carried in your family. And both um, by having to kind of care for adults and care for others, and both by adults betraying their trust with you, you're a miracle woman. And God's given you um, a, a happiness in life that's just going to get better and better and better. So, I, God, I declare your blessing over my sister and your daughter. God, that, that, that she's entering in such a great season of life where things just keep unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. It's an interesting thing about some kind of property in your side of the family. So I declare in Jesus' name that miracles happen with property in the name of Jesus. And that God restores what was lost. Amen, amen, amen. So good. So good. You know, I think it, it really speaks to you as a church, your hunger, uh, who you are, that you're here this late, and uh, it's my heart, it'd be my heart, I would sit here and listen to God speak through another person into your life all day long and into tomorrow, and what we are going to do is just create a culture where everyone who wants a real word from God, a specific word from God, they can come and they'll get it here. We create this together. We enjoy a special gifting on a person, but the prophetic is for all of us. The culture is for us to continue to create and be a part of and, and support those uh, like Blake and his family that are helping us create a prophetic culture and having that gift grow in each one of us. It will multiply the blessing as this has been to all of us today. Amen. Amen. So um, we're going to just close. And uh, Vanessa, why don't you just lead us in a song, Acapella? If you rise, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do that. And uh, would you just uh, thank Dr. Michael Maiden for uh, ministry today? Yeah. Yeah.
give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul.